Trenches. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From the Trenches, real life in the accounting industry. My name is David Boy. I'm the CEO of Change GPS. We are brought to you by Wheel, formerly Pay and Change GPS. I'm not here with Paul Meisner. I am here with Thomas O'Brien, who has just sat in on the Chartered Accountants Australia and New Zealand AGM. Tom asked a question at the AGM. Tom got an answer, and we're about to hear from Tom on what he thought of that answer. Tom, welcome to the show for the first time. Thank you, and uh, good afternoon. You asked a question at the AGM. Now, you and I don't know each other. We've never no, spoken we before this. Um, you and I were introduced by a mutual friend in a Facebook chat while the AGM was going on. Correct. Uh, and my friend said, uh, we were talking about the question that you asked, and my friend said he knew who you were. I said, mate, I'd love to get him on trenches and, and get his feel for that question because I think the way you worded it summed up the sentiment of a lot of small practice in Australia, particularly rural Australia. Tom, tell us a bit about yourself and then tell us what your question was. Okay, so I'm a 25-year member of CA, a former facilitator in the CA program, um, sole practitioner. My biggest ever firm has only ever been a two-partner firm um, and, you know, we turn over under a million dollars all the time. So very, very small country regional member of New South Wales four hours west of Sydney, um, might as well be in uh, in Bali, I suppose, for, for what we feel is west of the Great Divide. Um, but yes, did ask a question. Um, this was a question I actually framed just prior to the uh, AGM. I did send one through a couple of weeks ago, but uh, that wasn't asked. Um, I just feel that this one was probably more attuned to small regional firms such as myself. What was the question? Okay, so I basically come out and said, as a regional member and also a small practitioner who feels very disenfranchised with CAANZ, please tell me what CANS is doing for the regional members, in particular sole practitioners such as myself. I actually asked them to be specific, give me reasons why I and many more like me should continue to be a member of a professional body that once had the respect of its members, one that was professional, ethical, and which is now extremely woke. What was the answer? The answer was a sales pitch, pretty much, telling me that uh, oh, we've done all this, you know, we've got, we've, we've actually increased the the, the engagement to one hundred twenty nine thousand members uh, with our with our programs and with our with our online webinars, et cetera, et cetera. So they're all, they're all going online. They don't want face-to-face. Um, and did not mention, well, not, I don't feel that they mentioned anything about the ethics. Uh, in particular with that, I was specifically raising the, the, the cheating going on in the CA program. Well, the, the cheating was in an internal program at KPMG, which is uh, yeah, something CA yeah. is very clear. Uh, okay, so point yeah, out, point yeah. Out accurately. We should. We so should. Let's let's clarify that there was not cheating on the CA program. Okay, good, good. Well, I, I should apologise for that while I'm here. Well, I think that's a, a lot of people don't know that, and that's why actually CA sent legal letters out to members who were using that language, and that was explained in the AGM. Okay, so you, yeah, yeah. Also so you can you can understand then why they they have done that. Yeah, so it's internal. Can, yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, so you 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 were you're specifically talking about the breach of ethics by by the organisation. Now CA's answer is very much well, we're independent of the committee in charge of disciplining um, that matter. 
I think they repeated that two or three times throughout. Yeah, the they year. did. They did. But your but, answer, but your question to me um, voiced the exasperation of a lot of members, particularly small members. Mm -hmm. Disenfranchise, I think, is a is a good word to use. Uh, I think it's a diplomatic word to use. Did you feel heard? No. No, all I got, I feel I got a sales pitch telling me I can go to the website. All this information is on the website. This is helpful to you. you and we've got ethical letters on our website. We've got we've got the um, templates that you need to use in your practice, et cetera, et cetera. Now, regardless of where which body I'm a member of, I'm going to get those. So that's a sales pitch, but it doesn't mean anything to us because I get that anyway. If I'm a CPA member, I'm an IPA, uh, I, I go into the NCAA which I'm also a member of, It, we just don't hear from them. Um, I don't believe the regional council has reached out to me other than I get an email to say, oh, we're having a meeting. Very rarely do I, you know, receive emails that are specific to what I probably need. Now, being put on the spot, I probably don't know what I actually really need at this stage, but it is disenfranchising. Um, what you had a magic wand? What would have been the perfect answer? I don't. I don't actually think there is a perfect answer. Um, it specifically, the perfect answer would have been to address me as the member, rather than me as someone who's not there. And and let's have a sales pitch to everyone out there listening. What are you going to do? Don't know. Um, I've always paid my membership every year. In the last number of years, I have left that go late uh, to the extent this year that I even uh, got the $100 late fee. Um, I guess that was a protest. Silent protest. I don't think silent protests are effective, unfortunately. No, no, I don't think they are. Um, and there's not many of us that will speak out, I guess. What were your overall thoughts on how the meeting was conducted? Uh, ultimately, I believe, well, I suppose it's my opinion, that they used this as a method of trying to get to more members. Um, they did make a very, very pointed um, answer to a question about why we're not doing face-to-face. -face. They said they only got 50, you know, we only get 50 people who turn up, and it's from the, that region that they're in. So I can understand that. Um, what I and a number of other friends in the industry that I have were waiting on is we were expecting an answer to the remuneration question or the remuneration proposal um, prior to the meeting ending. Surely the, the votes can very easily be tallied digitally and we should have heard that before it uh, finished. Uh, I received, the AGM finished about 45 minutes ago. Uh, I received four inquiries from people wondering why the results of the vote weren't displayed. Mm. Um, I'm not a governance expert, but the feedback I've received is it's quite well known that the point of conducting a poll in an AGM is to add up the poll at the AGM. At that time. At that time. So I'm, I'm reaching out to a governance expert to try to get an answer from that um, because that does seem to be of concern to other people who, who attended the AGM. Hmm. What's... Um, why did you attend the AGM? Everyone's very busy. Why bother rocking up to an AGM? We have a small group. 
Thanks to Access Offshoring for supporting this episode. Access are the offshore recruitment specialists for the accounting industry. With over a decade of industry experience, Access Offshoring helps you to find talented and high quality accountants based in the Philippines, allowing you to create sustainable growth and meet client demands, as well as improving your bottom line and gross profit. Speak to the team at Access Offshoring today to watch a best practice presentation on finding the right staff and creating a high performing accounting team. Of people who are a little bit disenfranchised, most of us are small members. Um, we get together online, so we took this as an opportunity to get together online today and ask and, and have a chat overall regarding CAANZ. So um, we were, it was probably about six or seven of us viewing it. Um, it's the first time we've ever done it. Will I do it again if I'm a member? Only if there's something I disagree with, I think, um, which is probably going to be every year if I continue my membership. There's a big question mark on that. Yeah, I, yeah I, I've had that for a number of years. Um, I remember years ago being the CA facilitator um, and it's quite proud to be a member of that. Um, I don't feel that being a child accountant is a defining moment of my life anymore. Wow. Maybe maybe I'm over maybe I'm over it. 20, 25 years, 28, still, 30 years in the industry. I still do. Passing the final exam is still a defining moment in my career. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I even went to the um, the, the graduation ball. Yeah. So traveling four hours. I mean, yeah, I thought that was great. I still remember that fondly. Um, I just don't feel that a chartered accountant is a defining moment, or not maybe not a defining moment, but a defining item now no one cares whether i'm a cpa whether i'm a chartered accountant no one cares whether i'm a member in, in ipa and mm. ncaa they just well, care that i'm a tax agent once you're established i think i think that's a fair comment um i want to ask you your, your take on another question a question was asked i'm paraphrasing uh, about in the wake of the kpmg internal cheating scandal there was brand damage caused to chartered accountants um somehow that question uh disappeared from the person responsible for asking questions screened and she wasn't yep. able to finish the question. It was quite a uh, lengthy pause. There was a long pause. She was a bit, I felt for her because we've all had tech issues. I really oh, God, felt yeah. for her when that happened. I thought she conducted herself very well. Um, Ainsley answered the question uh, quite matter of factly around the process and the bylaws around investigating an internal cheating scandal like the KPMG one. Uh, the questionnaire followed up with, Thank you, Ainsley. The question was about reputation damage or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. Mm. And, and Ainsley didn't continue. It felt like an unanswered question. Yeah, I think it was. Um, our reputation has suffered by, by a large accounting you know, organisation um, and who, who, if I'm not in a large centre, so they're not direct competitors of me, but they're direct competitors of a lot of smaller firms and they, they've brought down the, even if it's brand uh, damage, it's, it's also industry damage. It's across the board. Like CPA, they, they, those members will be brought into that. IPA members will also be brought into that. It, it, the general public don't distinguish between a, a firm of accounting accountants as to what body they belong to. Thomas O'Brien from Four Hours West of Sydney in rural Australia. Any final comments you'd like to leave for the From the Trenches community out there? 
Uh, simply still disenfranchised. So it's going to take a lot for me to feel differently. Well, I hope we find it. I hope CA succeed. My interest so in I. them doing extremely well, exceeding their, getting the right KPIs, getting the right strategy, and then exceeding so that the next AGM. You know, I, my dream scenario is that the board and, and the executive, executive chartered accountant solve the talent problem and we get to propose on a resolution to give them all million dollar bonuses. So I think we'd all gladly, <laughs> as exactly. a community, pay that if they solve those real problems that practically. And I think, I think that's something to work towards if we can. Mm. Thomas, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, David. Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas. Get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter at Paul Meissner underscore or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner. I'm on Twitter at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar. From the Trenches. 